everybody. Welcome to Left Look. It's Sunday, July second, uh, and Happy Canada Day. Yeah, Happy Belated Canada Day. Um, I'm here with my two best friends, DJ. Hello. And Jacob. Hello, brother Julian. I also almost said July seventh. Looking at it there, <laughs> right? <laughs> the uh, that, that is the typical format for us, though, isn't it? It should be day, month, year. We're really just thinking about it because small to big is the easiest way to organize that. You know, it's a good uniform standard. But I've been so corrupted by the Americans. <laughs> I know. The Americans make it impossible. They make everything impossible. If both I, of those numbers are less than 12, I have no idea what day it is. I downloaded an app the other uh, week and it was like, please put in your height and your weight. And I was like, <laughs> no problem. And then it was like centimeters and kilograms. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what those <laughs> oh, are. Oh, man. I have yeah. such the opposite problem. I, I know what my height is in centimeters, but the weight, weight makes no sense to me in kilograms. Oh, like, I, yeah. I could not tell you how much a pound is if, it, if you were going to kill me. <laughs> I could tell you how much a pound is in kilograms, but <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you what it's like. I don't know, a, a small stone, maybe? No, not that big. Bigger I mean, than that, though. Yeah, for sure. I can't, I can't imagine. Three grams? How many, how many I, grams are in a a pound an ounce oh i don't know too many not enough Whatever. i don't know who cares move on yeah i can't imagine weights like that's very difficult but i know a pound of butter is a is a pound like a little yeah. brick of butter how much by volume is that uh, just imagine a stick of butter like a standard stick of butter like a standard or two cup like stick a, of like butter. a block yeah like a block of butter that's yeah. a pound yeah huh so I, I know that much, but extrapolating from there, like what something that's ten pounds, I have no idea. Well, it's ten cat, sticks maybe? of butter. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know what that would be I mean, equivalent to. Depending on the size of the cat. I was right. Four hundred and fifty-four grams is one pound. That's awesome. I know so many useless things. <laughs> um, I know that yeah. like about nine hundred grams is two pounds. Yeah. yeah. And we all we all know so many useless useless things. You know what the funniest here? thing about that is the. Uh, the stick of butter thing that Julian brought up, because I only know that from working in a grocery store and looking at sticks of butter for hours and hours. And that number just, I can see it on the little metal foil to this day. <laughs> yeah. All right, go on. Uh, yeah, on, on this program here on Left Look, we all know useless things. Uh, it, the program's Left Look. It's the premier independent podcast from the Gateau Institute where we will be taking a look at Canadian and international arts, culture, and entertainment to provide you with an unbiased, loving perspective. Voici le podcast indépendant par excellence de l'Institut Gato. Nous examinerons l'art, la culture et le divertissement canadien et international pour vous offrir une perspective impartiale de gauche. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Was that pre-recorded? No, but it sounded good, didn't it? Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna try to. I didn't have the heart to do it, but I was gonna interrupt and yell. Oh, <laughs> just to test if it was. <laughs> <laughs> testing, testing. Julia doesn't. Think get through things smoothly right so there has to be a lie there dj's <laughs> position <laughs> i just wanted to test his resolve that's all okay that's, nothing that's malicious fair. i just wanted what are you to... his sith lord like <laughs> yeah i will test your resolve my young apprentice the <laughs> like, master <what>? and apprentice <laughs> <laughs> julian you must kill jacob <laughs> I have uh, gotten feedback from a listener, by the way, and uh, yeah, I won't reveal their identity because they don't want me to, okay. but they say we do too many inside jokes, and uh, 
I don't think that's true. What what is the top percentage of content that we do that is inside jokes? Like 35, 40%? Like <laughs> I think it's just that our jokes aren't funny. I think oh, yeah, we have very niche humor and that's that not very good. That definitely uh what's contributes to the problem, but you know. <laughs> is, is this it the is this, problem? Uh, is this anonymous listener somebody we'd know just out of curiosity? Uh that doesn't help them stay anonymous now, does yeah, it? Yeah, that would but, narrow down the range yeah, considerably. They don't have to be anonymous to us, do they? Just they, the listeners? Well, uh, just the listeners, but honestly, I just enjoy keeping things from you. But, uh, <laughs> secrets are very fun. That's um, fair. Speaking of secrets that are fun, I uh, would like to open up this week uh, talking about something that was in the news many a moon ago now, maybe a month or so. And <laughs> So one moon ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, the uh, it's the Bush Light news that was in the uh, that's been a, a rage in CNN and Fox News everywhere. Bushlight or Bud Light? Uh, whatever. The one that was uh, trans. <laughs> Bushlight, Bud Light. I think it's Bud Light. You're right. It's Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, I know the other beer company that I'm going to talk about uh, for sure. So one for two, passing grade. <laughs> anyways, the uh, this Bud Light people, they they put a commercial on with this Dylan Mulvaney character who is a celebrity uh, who is also trans. Yeah. Uh, I the, think so, name, yeah. the name sounds familiar, but... I'm unfamiliar with their character or appearance or anything, right? Because I just don't care about you so just, much. You right? just drink the beer, yeah. Yeah, I don't drink beer, in fact, but <laughs> I am going to be making fun of beer drinkers. So oh. the uh, the Bud Light drinking population, uh, mm-hmm. Bud Light has been the most popular beer in America since 2001. Laugh with me, 9-11. Um <laughs> But anyways, they uh, they put out this trans commercial, this commercial including a trans person. Yeah, the commercial commer- itself wasn't trans, yeah. Anyways, they uh, – and conservative media, like especially the right-wing uh, crazy people like OAN and things like that, they, uh, they decided to go crazy. And so they've done a boycott of Bud Light. Mm-hmm. And Bud Light has decreased sales by something like 50% over the last Oof. month. They have – precipitously dropped they are no longer the top beer in america uh and the new top beer is would you guys like to guess what the new top beer is uh well it sure Reg- isn't rickard's red regular bud it is a unknown beer known as o- modelo especial oh okay which you know does seem like uh the branding of the conservative seems to be mixed up like do you hate the trans more than the immigrants? I mean, you're going to run out of trans people with all the hate you're doing eventually. <laughs> yeah. So you might want to stick to the immigrant hate. You're never going to run out of immigrant hate. But anyways, the uh, Modelo Especial is now the most sold beer in America. And I thought that was fucking hilarious. Uh, we live in Ontario. I can only tell you that the beer uh, Modelo Especial sells for $3 more at the LCBO for a six-pack. Uh, then Bud Light. Pretty yeah, then Bud Light. Bud Light. Yeah, but the funny thing is about the whole thing is that have you ever seen those web uh, designs where they show you the corporate producers of basically everything and like Nestle and major corporations produce everything. It's like six companies produce everything in your grocery store. Right. It's like it shows the parent company and on all of their offspring. Exactly. Uh And would you be surprised to learn that it is the exact same thing? for beer production mm-hmm. in America. In fact, nope. could could you name me as many major producing beer companies that there are in America? And I'll give you a hint. There's only one. 
right? And so this company, Anheuser-Busch, uh, is the owns both Modelo Especial and Bud Light and uh-huh. basically every other beer out there, including your microbrewery things. They they own <laughs> the land of the microbrewery and the they have a, some kind of contract with the microbreweries. Brutal. Yeah. So there's no escaping Anheuser Busch. And now my question is: Did someone at Anheuser Busch big brain this? Were they like, hey man? If we get all the conservatives to ditch our cheapest beer, they still have to drink <laughs> beer, right? Yeah. And they'll just That's buy a more expensive beer. See, that is my conspiracy theory right now. Tinfall that hat time. Yeah. Cause, That's actually pretty smart because, yeah, they know their audience. They know they would never swap over to, like, hard liquor or something. They would yeah. just jump over to a different beer. And the, the conspiracy gets deep, too, right? Because there was a fall person at... Uh, Bud Light, because Bud Light is its own corporation too, right? Just Mm -hmm. a a wholly owned subsidiary. And so the person at Bud Light that took the fall was this DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion person, a woman who who was added to their staff, like the the executive level staff, uh, a number of years ago, and then was responsible for this Dylan Mulvaney commercial. Mm. And she's been fired and like publicly humiliated in the media. Yeah. And I can't, not think that I would not also set up a fall guy if I was the Anheuser-Busch person and I've mm-hmm. war-gamed this all out. It's like, well, somebody has to die, right? Yeah. They will need <laughs> me. <laughs> and so I don't, like this diversity, equity, and inclusion person, right? She could have already been there. They could have just plucked her out of a crowd of about 50 people and was like, who's the most liberal among you, right? Mm-hmm. And it just happens to be you. We sacrifice on the altar of profits. But, um... The whole thing is funny too, right? Because like conservatives actively boycotting a brand and uh, it not hurting capital is doubly <laughs> funny because like they're capitalists, right? And they don't understand that the crony capitalism that we have means that boycotting is essentially useless. And then yep. two, they give us shit on the left all the time for using boycotts basically over everything. We ended apartheid in South Africa with bar- uh, boycotts. <laughs> We're going to uh, liberate Palestine with boycotts. The, uh, yeah. You're not even allowed to do those boycotts. You're not even allowed to boycott Israeli stuff. Yeah, it's criminal in a bunch of states to do that, right? And yeah. yet they, uh, they'll they get up in arms and say, we're going to boycott this one small subsidiary because we're all fucking pigs and morons and goons. But anyways, I thought that was a really hilarious bit. I can't confirm any of it. I, I've basically independently come up with all of it too. So I uh, I don't know if I'm ripping this bit from anybody. I mean, regardless, <laughs> the facts you've stated are sad from start to finish. So sad, right? I will say, uh, speaking of ripping things, that we independently uh, came up with a Futurama joke that then came up on Chapo Trap House last week uh, when we were talking about the submarines. And I just wanted to say, fuck yeah, dab on those motherfuckers. <laughs> we, we are better. <laughs> but anyways. We hit them. We hit them just, like uh, just like an orca. I, I said I was going to be quiet for this episode. Now I've spoken for eight minutes straight. Uh, so you guys go ahead. It's all right. Sometimes you just gotta you just gotta talk. You know, you just gotta yeah. get things out, especially when it involves persecution of like a totally normal person in a in advertisement. Just yeah, being like ruined by capitalism. He, they sorry, she right? I think they're not trans, right? They're um. Dylan Mulvaney is, uh, what, what's the word? Uh, I'm on it, man. Whatever. I'm in. I, I'm not going to gender them. They were just walking down a, like a, a corridor in a dress, right? There mm. was nothing 
uh, what's the word? In, uh, in, yeah, incendiary is what I was going to go with. Okay. There's nothing in there, right? That these people are looking to be mad. They are yeah. angry all the time already, right? If you're going to get up in arms about something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I just Googled it. I can confirm Dylan Mulvaney is a bitch. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's their gender. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to stick with they then because that's not very conclusive. Yeah. Right. I, uh, well, I don't actually I don't actually know what you came up with there. I, I'd like to believe you just clacked on the computer, didn't look up anything at all, and just decided <laughs> to go with the bitch what? joke. No. <laughs> no, Julian. I'm putting the light. Yeah, the computer's not even on. No. Yeah. The, uh, I'm looking at her on DuckDuckGo. It is a her, though. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is so, a her. No. I've never heard something so yeah. reactionarily. <laughs> like, I, I felt my knee jerk at that statement. I'm trying, all right? They, uh, He's learning, Dil- DJ. Dylan is a male name, in my opinion. So, whatever. <laughs> yeah, she could have changed that, too. But no. Yeah. She's working could've on been it. been Delilah. Delilah's sure. a great or Dahlia, name. right? Or uh, Delon, you know? Delon De doesn't that yeah. mean courage? Um, uh, I don't know. She Maybe. went to the University of Cincinnati. Hey, let's go. Uh, let's go, Bucks. I, I don't think so. Uh, I'm taking a stab in the dark there. I've got like a fifty percent chance, right? If I go with Bucks, like I'm... I think Tigers. If I'm going to be pressed on it, what's the uh? What's the mascot of Cincinnati University, Julian? You're there. Just click it. What? It's um, <laughs> not hyperlinked. Don't worry. Ah, oh, shoot. Wikipedia. Well, guess it's going to have to be Bucks. Education, Cincinnati. They got a pretty cool crab. Cincinnati Crabs? It's a public research university. That doesn't uh-huh. mean anything to me. Sports affiliation. Oh. Got oh some mascot? Mascot? The Bearcat. The Bearcat. Bearcat. That's basically a tiger. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Didn't you say a buck? Well, yeah, yeah but, you know, whatever. <laughs> he was giving it closer. to me. I said tiger. Yeah. Uh, oh, but, I see. But, you know, Bearcat sounds closer to buck. It's got more of a, like a forest affiliation. I'll, I'll yeah. agree on that. But the, 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 what's, Yeah, you're right. I was just talking around. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, on anyways. the conservatives, every, their whole politics just revolves around advertising and like yeah. the ads they see yeah, and, and the products they buy. It's crazy. It's yeah. nuts. I'm, I'm not a fan. Yeah. The Candace Owens phone was the height of that. Did you uh, follow that bit? She put out this thing called the Freedom Phone, mm-hmm. which oh, was yes. basically just some Huawei phone that was reskinned. And she kept yeah. tweet tweeting about it, and the tweets kept saying "from my iPhone" the <laughs> whole time she was running the scam. It's just like the fuck, right? Like try what reality? What reality do we live in? That's mm-hmm. so, try harder is a message I come to all the time. Like, you know. <laughs> easy it would be to be ben shapiro like he just reads off a script right that's like a three million dollar a month operation right they have staff and writers and it's just below average garbage like Mm -hmm. ours right like nobody's helping us write stuff and we do better bits than he does every every (laughs) week every uh, goddamn sunday it's it's become a, a reoccurring thing very recently that i look at the you know the things we consume or use in our everyday life and i just look at it and i go huh if i really wanted to i could probably do it i could just take out some money and produce a slightly better version of this thing and sell that (laughs) for probably wow it's the luxury version and just make bank yeah just 
just go ham, just go nuts. There's a have you heard of uh, Logan Paul's uh, uh, like drink brand? Who's Logan Paul? No, I'm just kidding. Go <laughs> on. Yeah, oh, uh, what's I it wish. called? It's called uh, Prime. Just, just for me too. He was an annoying YouTuber who did the fighting or something. Yeah, did like bad takes and he was generally a... got popular because of doing incredulous things. There was right, okay. uh, the arc for him that you need to understand is he was a Disney child star uh-huh. and then he blew up on the internet uh, basically uh, taking videos in this Japanese suicide forest. Yeah. And uh, everyone right. d- was disgusted by that. And then ever since then, he's been clout chasing mm-hmm. uh, Joe Rogan and Andrew Tate yep. to try and, you know, muscle his way into the manosphere. And the yeah. most recent thing that he's done to do that is uh, go from these... Uh, stupid fixed fights that he was doing into professional wrestling. So he's gone from (laughs) Disney star to like a a wrestling actor, basically. Yeah. He's maintained that, that dramatic career throughout. That's like a through line through his life. He's a, he's very good looking. He lives a fabulous life. Mm -hmm. All his girlfriends are hotter than I can ever dream to get with. And his life looks miserable to me. Mm -hmm. I would never, ever change places with him. And like, if you knew the depths of the despair uh, listeners that I'm in right now, (laughs) you would understand that that is a burn. That That is a scathing remark. (laughs) That that man's life is shallow and empty. If I won't switch lives with him. (laughs) Yeah. It's like standing in a, you know, that pool that forms when you're standing in a shower that's like yes that's how shallow it is yeah you're if your foot accidentally covered the drain for more than 10 seconds in a row you're yeah. already oceans deeper than he is yeah <laughs> um deep enough to implode a sub no huh. but you're getting there um anyways his brand right got this prime brand i saw in a video recently uh in singapore right at the uh-huh. uh I forget what it's called, like the center of riches, the the no. dome of, of wealth, something like I'll that. You it. know, Singapore has crazy spots like this where it's just like, ooh, hey, rich people uh-huh. come here. They've got a vending machine selling exclusively this prime stuff. Yeah. This shit goes for like 250 US. It sells for like 40 bucks in Singapore. Is this just is... this garbage, you know? Entry level, hey, I probably just bought this energy drink garbage in bulk and had it processed with my brand on it, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. just just because it's got haha funny guy name on it and it's you know, imported, man, like so many people are just raking it in just off of bullshit. The game is it's... so easy to play and I hate it. I know. The we fountain of wealth. Yes, Damn. it's it's in the center where the fountain of wealth is. Wow, that's where this that, video took place. The markup on Singaporean products can't be that fucking hard either, right? Because the transport costs on uh, ocean-going vessels are like nothing right uh-huh. now in this moment of time, right? So like he's got to be just doing that as a markup to like try and get rich people to overpay for his stuff yeah. while they're in Singapore, yeah. right? Yeah, like, or somebody you know, the vending machine owner, the 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 center owner is just like, yeah, whatever. I can make bank off of this. Yeah, but that's indicative of the corruption that flows down from that Absolutely. top. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. That's gross. Yeah, uh, very sickening. But hey, well, if you're looking to uh, make some money quick, kids, I don't know. Start go, grifting. Yeah, go make purple soda and 
I don't know, put like an isotope <laughs> in it to make it glow. People eat that shit up. <laughs> Singapore is like a a mirror that haunts me. It's like a cursed mirror because like all of their pol like a lot of their policies. I'll say I would I would implement myself if I was uh, put in charge, right? But uh, then you look at what uh, some of the results are, and you're like, oof. Not great. Gonna have to tweak things here or there. Not not a not a great place to live. But uh, a more authoritarian lifestyle. That's definitely what I would like to see. A more organized lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Bring yeah. bring the hammer down on all these riffraff running around. The hammer. No. 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 A conductor. I would like to see someone who is very skilled uh -huh. move a piece of wood, and the rest of us move in symphony with him I and see. produce glory. You know, but cannot. you should join a band, man. I should just become a fascist, honestly. Uh, <laughs> hey, if my sentiments earlier were anything to take from, it's it's easy game over there. <laughs> I uh, I went to grad school with this guy. He was like an out and out fascist. And uh, those are the worst just, kind, but the most punchable. Yeah, morbidly obese, never went outside, liked Respect. to wear a fedora, like oh, samurai, yeah. like a weeb, like oh. an, an internet fascist, right? Mm. Yeah. And I've always thought I should just, if I ever do succumb to it, that's what I'd do. I'd, I'd reach out to this guy and be like, hey, can I buy you lunch? Take that financial devastation right on the chin. Mm -hmm. And then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, big guy. Anyways, uh, but also I would be like, so just tell me everything you know about uh, fascism in uh, Canada. And then I would just leave him there because he's he's disgusting. People won't uh, accept him in a, polit a political sphere. Like, it's true. He's, he was like five, six hundred pounds when I Oof. say this, folks. He, that's a big was, fella. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. That's like, I can't conceptualize five or six hundred sticks of butter. <laughs> It's tough, right? It's tough. How many That's... grams would that be? So you do that math, DJ. Sure. What, like uh, 400 times six? Like, uh... yeah. yeah. Take your time. No, that's... How that's about you guys yeah. do one of your bits? I feel like work I'm out, ruining it. Work it out here. <laughs> um, okay, carry the five. Uh, um, but d divide the, the denominator. Um, carry the log <laughs> over sine. Oh shit! <laughs> the other day, I uh, 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 one thing I like to do is I, I ask people to do any two times multiplications against each other in their head, see if they mm -hmm. can do it. And uh, uh, I could do them all; it just takes me a second. But uh, I could even do uh, triple digits if you gave me a little more time. But uh, the um, this one guy, he said, "We'll do it," and then I, I did it, and he said, "That's incorrect." And then he he showed me the number that he got, and it just bugged me all afternoon so i put it in later <laughs> that night and i was right and i i had been right and the uh, the guy was wrong he punched it in wrong made a typo of some sort i've been stewing about it since then that uh, bitch that bitch is gonna get it mm -hmm. yeah call it to them yeah if you're listening uh, watch out keep no one eye open um <laughs> all right do a bit i'm sorry i'm interrupting so much do a bit oh just your little gestures here in the fucking royal court, huh? I'm begging you to take this mic from me before <laughs> I just bit. talk for the next yeah. half hour. Here's a, here's, a, here's a bit. I hate you. Yeah, I've nice. Got, I've got so many buttons on this board, Jacob. 
I think I talked for 55 minutes last week, so I feel guilty. I want you no, guys to I, talk. I, that's fair. That's good. No, we should, me and DJ should, yeah. Local man feels goofy. guilty about having a conversation. <laughs> it's not a conversation. That was a soliloquy, a lecture. I don't uh, know what it was. Uh, if, that, if, it, if that was a soliloquy, your meter was terrible. Yeah. True. I do Agreed. need you for pacing, uh, DJ. You're really great for that. Did you know that? I, I do have my jobs. I do break and, things uh, up. Yeah, all this you both made, car over here. We put out like three episodes uh, last week, and both of you put out like just incredible jokes that I just walked right over. <laughs> like, that's and, that's uh, our dynamic, man. That's the worst. It's the worst <laughs> to listen to when I'm trying to get at some point, and you guys make this great joke, and I just brush <laughs> right over it because I'm like, no, I'm on my point right now, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, guys, it's my turn to talk. You don't have the talking stick. It's yeah. not so much like I don't want you guys to participate. It's just that like I'm a, a bloodhound on the scent. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, I've been beat on the, the red herring and all that. Like there's no getting me off the point of the topic. There's yeah. no me seeing layers deep into jokes while I'm hunting a point. <laughs> you gotta finish. Jacob, Jacob, stop talking challenge. Because yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> Uh, so Julian, uh, yeah. As much as Serious I want enough. you, as much as I want you to play with your soundboard for the next half hour, <laughs> there were yeah. there were the odd thing that we felt as though we should talk about. We did, yeah. As participants yeah. in this uh, in this broadcast, this forum. It's yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not a broadcast. We're not live. It's a recording. Well, I like to think we are. We could be. We I could like be. to think after we do like. Uh, like three thousand episodes or something. Uh-huh. People will just put them on YouTube to play one after three thousand. We'll basically be uh like a talk radio that's just on all the time. Yeah, this I is can. a weekly. This is a weekly show, as we were saying uh-huh. earlier. <laughs> it's taken us two and a half years to get to episode fifty, which is this episode. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, no math. Oh as no, said. no. See, see, you're forgetting the AI. You've, you never. Yeah, know. this is the AI, and also, um. When we start doing premiums, we'll we'll be doing two a week. Yeah, yeah. So, well, 3, once we get once we start getting listeners, we'll we'll increase production. But uh-huh. I still think three thousand is beyond our grasp. <laughs> Chapo Trap House is at seven hundred and fifty or something like that right now. Yeah. So yeah, they don't have chat GPT splicing their voices for them. I don't. Know, we won't even need them. to talk in the future. It's, we'll just put in a script. We don't even need the script. <laughs> just have Chat GPT make a script. Yeah. We are more I, youthful. I would like to try that at some point. Not not soon. No, I would love to do a whole episode where we don't even acknowledge it and it's all just chat GPT talking to each other back and forth. <laughs> yeah, yes. that would be fun. Just very dry. Just Yeah. Just there's no there's no more jokes. There's no more soliloquies. <laughs> it's just us being very like rampantly left wing. Yeah. <laughs> just racist. Just so racist. <laughs> yeah. Uh so speaking of racism, Julian. Yes. <laughs> Please. You want me to talk about Oh, I want you to talk about there, Thank you. <laughs> You're getting better on those reaction I'm... times, though. <laughs> I, might, uh, I might edit that in post so it's slightly cleaner. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no one will notice. Except now we've talked about it for 20 seconds. No, I'll edit this out, too. We'll splice it down. <laughs> yeah, I do lots of editing. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I did on the last one. <laughs> 
The one where you, you guys basically tried to tell everybody where I work and what I do for a living. Hey, we only, we, we, only, we only told everyone your house address, your phone number, <laughs> what you look like. Did we do that? I don't remember doing that. No, you just, I don't know. We, we dropped some little, some spicy little hints. Yeah. It was did we drop, did we drop too much lore? I'm sorry. I, uh, I, maybe a little bit, but it, it's fine. I, I, I had a chance to edit it out and I decided not to, so it's well, not that bad. There you go. Yep. So I remember no, that saying, episode's, that episode's ready say, to go. Oh, okay. I just haven't thought of a cool name for it. Which one is that? DJ and I's Alone? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Two autisms. Yeah. <laughs> two A's. A squared. You can't spell ADHD without two A's. Wait, you can't. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you, you can't spell ADHD without two autistic people. That's true. <laughs> what? You can't. I don't you know where that ADHD joke is. ADHD without two D's. There you go. <laughs> two D's. Um, Maybe. We'll see. So anyway, Julian, yeah. speaking about racism. Racism, yes. I got, I'm not, I'm going to let you finish this time. Okay. Uh, so, the, um, as far as I know, uh, there was this a guy in France and, oh yeah. And some cops came up and said, Hey, uh, wait a minute. You're not white. They said, let's get this party started. That's what they said. Oh, did they? Um, <laughs> uh, kicked off five days of partying in France. Voici la fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> I think his name was Nahal, Muhammad Nahal, M Nahal. I don't know what oh, his first no. name was. We're talking about somebody else. Yeah, another one. <laughs> uh, it's it's different now. Yeah. yeah. All right, um, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, so the rundown of it is, from what I understood, was uh, this seventeen-year-old Algerian kid uh, living in the suburbs of Paris which are the poor parts of Paris, not the rich parts. They have it different than we do here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was driving his car, and there's a police traffic stop, and he stopped. And uh, I don't know, this is where details get a little hazy for me, but basically the police like leaned into his car with the gun out, and I don't know if the police pulled the trigger first or if the kid like pushed on the gas pedal first. But No, the, the cop threatened to kill him, and then uh, the kid fled the scene after that. But the gun was in the car, and the cop said, I could fucking kill you, and then he fled, and then they it, shot him in the chest as he fled. I think they shot him before he was even out, like, like while the car was stationary at the traffic stop. Yeah. I think the trigger was pulled, like, while that stop was occurring. So, that like, maybe he was trying egregious. to pull out. Maybe he was trying to pull away, but the gun was still, like, in the window in his face, and that's when the bullet came out of it. Because, huh. you know, yeah... There's footage the, of the vehicle like 100 meters down the road or something that has just crashed because, you know, yeah. the driver is dead. <laughs> the, uh, and, uh, there's there's a lot of talk online about how, like, if he fled, that, that it's like a justified killing. And it's just like, what world do conservatives live in? Like, fleeing the scene is not an act punishable by death mm -hmm. and definitely not by the judge, jury, and executioner on scene, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. crazy. Yep, but uh, anyways, the official statement that came out of the French police was, uh, oh, this kid, he was threatening the officers or he tried to ram the police checkpoint or whatever. And then mm -hmm. the footage came out afterwards that like completely disproved all of that and showed he was shot at point blank in a stationary vehicle. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, the French are, they're displeased, as you might expect. Yeah, I would uh, hope so. 
something like 40 or 50 vehicles torched in the past couple nights. Mostly nice. police cars, or a lot of police cars at least. That's a good way to celebrate Canada Day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The French giving it up for us yep. starting late June. The uh, I put in an episode in late May, I think it uh, we recorded it, mm-hmm. uh, that I thought the the protests were going to be over in France, that they were taking a vote on June 8th, I think it was, to uh, get rid of the retirement age raising thing that they were doing. And then that failed. So these protests have been ongoing. Mm -hmm. And this spark, this uh, event, this Nahal kid dying, it's going to tip things over the the boiling point. You know, the, uh, I was saying when we were talking about the, protests earlier that this wasn't threatening to the french state mm-hmm. and so they just won't do anything they'll just let it burn out i've been watching a bunch of videos and the clashes with the police the mounting violence the looting mm-hmm. the french are going to crack down soon the, yeah. the army will be called and these people will be put down yeah now dj you go ahead i was just gonna say man that's scary but like yeah classic french um storm storm the palace folks get in there kill the royal guard i don't care <laughs> yeah they don't yeah. deserve is that it. what's scary just the like powerlessness of the french and their revolutionary yeah, more history? so what's scary is that just the state is willing to oppress its people when clearly they're at fault yeah yeah would we should we a take ownership for our faults or should we be just <laughs> kill a bunch of innocent people to maintain repression you know, Bastille Day is 12 days from now, too. That could get really? wild. Yeah. Interesting. The fervor. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be cool. Here's, here's I'd, my, my take. I'd love to see Macron and... just executed. Anyways, go on. <laughs> this, this is the cracking down. This, like, execution of a teenager. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, this is a little, little bit of tinfoil hat time for me now, personally. Like, I'm not saying that the killing was premeditated or that it was deliberate or that it serves a larger agenda necessarily, but I think this um, kind of cultural fervor over police brutality and the executing of, you know, a dark-skinned person in a light-skinned country, Mm -hmm. this is um, the BLM that followed Occupy. So, like, in the United States, that, that transition from economic focused outrage to cultural outrage that took a couple of years france 12. is getting it now in a couple of months when was occupy 20 2008 uh 2011 ish i think was the height of it 10 11 still 10 years in between that is quite the uh i'm not disputing it though because constitutionally the french are prohibited from even uh uh, collecting data about uh, the ethnicity of people within france because mm-hmm. they're all french to them yeah right? that's how right. they view it and so that yeah. kind of a delay is reasonable because the, uh, the what's it called? The repression is more uh, misty. It's, it's less easy to grab a hold of. So, mm-hmm. uh, but No, I think you could, uh, you, I think you can make the case that the BLM protests in the United States like really started to take off in like 2014-ish. Mm. I remember those, those were a big deal for me in, uh, in university. Really, like Tamir, Tamir Rice wasn't he killed in twenty fourteen fifteen? And uh, Tamir Rice is the which one is that? Which incident was that? I don't remember. They go back further. Like I know we've had a, a recent round in like twenty 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 one. Isn't it but... so sad that these catastrophic and heartbreaking events have happened so frequently? We can't remember which one is which. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
There's so many dead people. It's, you know. Yeah, so many innocent dead people and just like murdered. And I'm not going to sugarcoat that word. Absolutely murdered just because of racism. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the Tamir Rice. He was the kid with the toy gun that the cop killed on scene right away. Mm-hmm. He was like 14. Yes. Um, oh, okay. I'm here on the Wikipedia page. They cite 2013 as the start. The kid I was looking for was Trayvon Martin. Oh. Trayvon Martin is who I thought you were talking about. The yes. guy, the, the Florida guy yes. shot. What's his face? Zimmerman. Zimmerman. The most white sounding Latino looking dude I've ever <laughs> sound I've ever heard of. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. The Zimmerman telegram uh, is a historical event that mm-hmm. happened in 1917. I always think of that. When we talk about that guy, but anyways, okay. the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I remember the, uh, George Floyd. I was, I went to a bunch of, uh, BLM protests uh, mm-hmm. around the height in 2020, 2021. So yeah, that's those, skewing my perspective. There were a lot of those around the, uh, you know, Southwestern Ontario, which was, I don't know, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of mind blowing to me. Like, Oh, it's just freaking farmers around here but i mean in the in the, <laughs> in the you know the urban centers it's uh, there's really a lot more diversity than i give it credit for mm. uh but yeah that's that's where i see france going the the, the unions have lost the ball now mm-hmm. the uh the chance for economic reform is over because now it's just going to be full cultural animosity all the time yeah i was at a but, blm protest one time and the uh the uh, there was I was on the edges and there was they were chanting towards the stage in mm-hmm. the center and the chant was no justice no peace right and because I was along the edges I was with a, a, a more affluent class of white people and they were all just uh-huh. like what are they saying right? and I had to <laughs> let let them know I was like teaching them how to protest as their their uh, what's it called their community leftist like yeah yeah the outreach program of yeah, the leftists you are the you are the tether between the communities. Yeah, I wanted to go hang out with the minorities, but I had to do outreach to the <laughs> white people. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, it's not, it's thankless fucking work, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no doubt. What isn't these days? True. Doing anything on the left is thankless work. Yeah. Absolutely. Actually, that's not true. There are, if you manage to do good work as a leftist, you are elevated beyond any uh, historical figure, in my opinion. Like... The place in the hearts of people and culture, the cultural phenomenon of people like Lenin or Che Guevara or something like that, it does elevate you well above someone like a president, in my mind. You know, you, you become a true historical figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in our minds. Uh, leftists get to decide what history is, because we're the only ones devoted to truth. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... To most people, Lenin and Che are just other Hitlers. Yeah. I, I, you know, No the, one wears Hitler shirts on college campuses. This is true. But also, <laughs> you know, vilified or, re, re, you know, revered as a hero. Mm-hmm. Still above. Still above. Still known. Still an icon. That's true. That's true. But, uh, yeah, I, I think um, I think this is a, a fair question to posit. Are we... Um, are we living in the in the bud, in the blossom, of uh, bud light? Of oh. I thank you. Um, <laughs> are, are are we living in this uh, this this neophyte stage of late stage capitalism, 
we've joked about it before, but is is this really happening? Oh yeah. This what? Are we getting to is the point happened? where it's either we are fascism or socialism? Yeah, we either flip the no. system or we become crushed under its boot. Yes. The uh it's not just like a bad moment. Things have been getting continually worse mm -hmm. since the 40s i would say but like inarguably since the late 70s early 80s yeah it feels like just even the past 10 15 years things have exponentially spiraled out of control well you've started to notice right but the if we are societally the frog that is on the low boil uh -huh. we're not jumping collectively out of that pot we are in that pot until we are good cooked frog legs mm, nom 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 <laughs> yeah yeah, no, we're fucked does, in my opinion. It, it does feel like something is coming. Like something's got to give somewhere. Uh -huh. right? mm -hmm. But but yeah, what's it gonna be? I'm just a, I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. <laughs> I I bet you the housing market goes in every place that's uh, America related except for America, uh -huh. and that that kind of uh, collapse of living standard uh, throughout their their alliances in the first world will be like the gear shift towards fascism mm -hmm. that we'll be able to see in our lifetime, but it, it'll be so slow and imperceptible that we won't be able to notice it. Like the Democrat. I feel, I feel like we might. Unless uh, Trump wins here in this next election, I think the Democrats are going to continue to win elections uh -huh. and just kind of slowly manage uh, the transition to fascism. Oh, absolutely. It's going gonna, it's gonna to dissolve into a one-party system before we know it. Yeah, like in they, our they lifetime, are, absolutely. They are feckless and incompetent, uh, so they just will be unable to respond to the changing mm. atmosphere. I don't know. Yeah, we. But yeah, to answer your question, DJ, no, that's a great question. We are, uh, we are fucked. We are living in the blossoming of fascism. It's. And to do it uh, as farce, you know, it's not as tragedy this time. <laughs> it's tough. You know I mean, it must have been tough living through the 30s uh, in Weimar Germany mm -hmm. and then Nazi Germany, right? To, to be like, what are we doing, right? And to know that the path that you're going down is a violent and scary one. Mm -hmm. But to have that historical precedent so recent, the last historical <laughs> precedent, you know, we're just going to do it again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. in their context, it's coming out of an era of intense optimism. And in ours, yeah. it's coming out of, yeah. like, a few dodged a bullet there. Wait, mm -hmm. what? Excuse me? Again? <laughs> if I hear the word unprecedented, actually, one more time, I, uh, I'm i going to lose it. Like I can't do one more <laughs> unprecedented event. Would you say like... you're going to do something unprecedented? Uh, there is precedent for it, but it is mostly illegal. <laughs> I was really hoping for a pause there and for Julian to be able to play a gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll practice our radio play skits some other time. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna move to a revolutionary uh, ideology just because I'm too selfish. Uh -huh. I think is the end of it. But uh, you know, as things get worse and worse, anarchic bomb throwers uh -huh. are gonna start showing up all over the place. Yeah. That will be the, that'll be a real tipping point where th uh, the democratic system will cave. Mm -hmm. That they will become uh, more obsessed with security than they are with uh, the rights that they've enumerated. Yeah, is when people start throwing bombs at judges. <laughs> are you trying to allude to something, Jacob? That uh, it's what's coming. Like this, uh, <laughs> this. It's so specific. Not... Is the thing. Yeah, the Supreme Court uh, 
they came out uh, in America, they came out with like three rulings this week that were just a travesty, stripping rights from people. Right. That twenty thousand uh, dollar student debt that they had written off right. and people had depended on not being there for years. Imagine the depths of people's despair, right? The uh, the anger that just courses through their veins, right? Yeah. Many sub sub intellects, sub uh, smart people. They won't be able to handle that, and they will just turn violent. Yeah, yeah it's um, it's really only a matter of just, time. Yeah. There's one thing I want to mention. Maybe we can go into the Supreme Court after this, but just on the topic of fascism, mm-hmm. and I, I hate to reference Chapo again, but I feel like Matt Christman has a very good take here. And that... It's uh, Christman. Fat, I don't know why you yeah. do that. It's, what? Christman. It's Christman. You don't call it Christmas. You call him Christman, though, because that's how he pronounces it. No, he's Chris Matman to me. That's... <laughs> Fuck, go. I'll, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Uh, fascism requires mass politics. Like, you need, you need people huh. in the street and, like, willing to do stuff and, you know, energized towards an outcome. And mm-hmm. I, if this is his idea is that there's, that's just not going to happen in the West. Like, we're all too comfortable. Nobody's going to lift a finger for anything. Nobody can believe in a purpose, really. Uh-huh. Like, even if it is negative and violent, they still, you know, nobody believes in anything. And so it's his take that we won't get fascism. We'll get something new that kind of rhymes with fascism, but is still something very different, and we won't be able to fight it the same way. Yeah, I think it'll be like a Roman imperialism, but like how many people do you need to make it mass politics, right? How many people are in a Proud Boy affiliated militia of some type, right? And then how many do you actually need to institute a fascist government by like sending them out to do uh, like uh, what's it called brown shirt activities where you break up uh, protests and beat up on uh, protesters and assassinate their leaders and things like that. Mm And, and the answer is not that many fucking people, right? Like maybe 50,000 in New York and California each, and then a sprinkling of thousands in the rest of the states. And you, I, I have no doubt if I was put in charge of that operation, I could have America <laughs> and, and turn into a theocracy by the end of year four or whatever, year three, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel comfortable predicting anything in the future. I just thought it was a fun take. And whatever's Matt, coming, it is going to be bad. I said this a couple episodes ago, and Matt Kreisman's, uh, what's it called? It's despair. I've said the word like three times uh, this episode, though. And it, he thinks that there's just nothing to be done. Nothing can be done on either side, right? And His nihilism. Like, yeah, it's giving ground to people who are out there working every day for keeps to mm-hmm. win. You know what I mean? And it's just like, well, things can be done. I understand it's hopeless, right? But things can still be done. You mm-hmm. know? Like, it's, it can still happen. You still have duty and all that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it becomes a very, a very tough question of when. You mm-hmm. know, when do you put aside your comfort for the sake of future generations? For other people. Yeah. Not only other people, but other future peoples. Mm-hmm. When does it get official sanction? Mm-hmm. Is the real question. When do the states that are not Republican? Start to. There was a a governor who uh, banned uh, book bannings. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was. Uh, it doesn't matter where it was, but that kind of ban, that kind of 
uh, individual official, official sanction of an anti-fascist movement, mm-hmm. that will start to spark up all over the states. And once that happens, then you can really coagulate and start to organize and move, mm-hmm. right? There, there's this quote about the, uh, it's by a Southerner before the American Civil War. And he, he says something like, uh, the people of the North are cold-blooded and uh, slow to react but then once they move they move like an avalanche slowly and endlessly and they will not stop until their goal is uh, been reached and i i think that's largely true about the northern united states uh, again today that once <laughs> once people wake up that it'll uh, either succeed this next step in their revolution the american revolution or it'll fail and they will become an empire mm-hmm. and i think the second option much more likely but, you know, there will be action. There will be a fight. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of seeming inevitable at this point. It's just when and where and who's got the smoking gun. In what gun. context. Yeah. yeah. I wish they'd get on with it already. I'm aging out of the fighting age at this point. <laughs> I, I, yeah, honestly, on that note, it's a joke. But uh, in all seriousness, just put it off for a while longer. Just let me yeah. age out of it. If I can get that sweet spot where I'm still like comfortably mobile and independent and I can just leave. Yeah. I'm taking that option so hard. Yeah. Uh, anthropologists will find me hundreds of years from now. Like what's this idiot doing here? In a cave in, in a, South America. In a, in a, in a friggin' Saudi. In a what? Well, in a, uh, you know, like a dirt, like a dirt house. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I would be unable to resist the, uh, the uh, what's it called? The ability to participate in historical events like that. It does have a certain yeah. charm, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, speaking of all historical right. events, Julian. Yeah. What the shit is with all these frickin' fires? What is up with these fires? What is yeah. up with airline food? <laughs> Why is it on fire? <laughs> That's a fair question, and I'll offer you my opinions as somebody who, with just uh, cursory knowledge of fires and how they work, uh-huh. not an expert or an employee in any sense. Definitely not. <laughs> um, what's up with the fires? There's a, a host of issues. Tell um, me about several of them, please. Lack of funding is a big one. Okay. That's not one I thought you were going to start off with, but wow. I mean, both Ford's government and the Alberta government have cut firefighting uh budgets okay ford cut it by a third a third of the budget like when when you're operating the ship of state you're piloting the ship of state just pulling handles and cranks like that (laughs) just just because right like there's so many moving parts it's so complicated i would i cannot imagine i cannot imagine adjusting any budget by in excess of 10 percent in one year you know what i mean yep yep just the balls (laughs) <laughs> the anyway, balls and the big empty head yes so yeah that's that's a part of why things are going the way things are going here in canada um so funding issues? um check yeah funding yes and the i don't i don't have the specific numbers but in ontario specifically uh-huh. we are like severely undercrewed okay like, we cannot Get enough boots in the field so uh, does that go hand in hand with funding or do you think that's more of like a like a cultural problem it's hand in hand with funding it's mostly funding mm-hmm. but 
cultural issues are certainly a big thing as well. Are um, there just not, should we, should we rallying the troops here? Should we be getting kids into firefighter programs? <laughs> I think the, the thought process is that if it ever gets bad enough, the feds will just call the army in and use that labor, right? Like maybe they did it in Halifax, do. didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's, you, that's one possibility. You got a hundred thousand guys just lying around. They could probably fight a fire, right? It's not yeah. really complicated work. If we're no, honest, not right? really. Mostly just clearing brush. Yeah, clear brush, create line, pull yeah. hose. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, another big issue though is that it's like really shitty work, and you don't get paid very much. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you just have to be out there with the bugs for like two weeks at a time. And sometime. also, you, like, uh, dare I say, um, or fire and smoke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that smoke. sounds like the perfect job for conscripts actually now that i'm thinking about <laughs> yeah I, uh, well you uh you see in the states where they use uh their prison population to fight forest fires that tells you everything you need to know that's crazy i thought for sure it would be migrant labor <laughs> um i think conscripts should do basically all the menial labor that we uh we refuse to do forest fires <laughs> um i am so disgusted by uh our farming practices here where we yearly ship in slaves mm-hmm. basically to do these jobs around here. Mm-hmm. Just nuts. We should conscript the teenagers and make them do it. And then uh, <laughs> yeah. on top of that, all these people that we've been shipping in for decades of their lives, to do these jobs, they get to stay and they'll show the teenagers how to do the farm work while they're here as their yep. job. And we'll right? call like, the teenagers Jacob's youth. Yeah. That's funny. Um, <laughs> do they get fancy uniforms too? course i was just thinking you'd call them the army right and then uh most of them would go into agricultural work uh-huh. but like lots of them could go into construction work maintenance everyone should have to do two years of labor and then on in in return they should get uh free schooling and uh free housing food and water for the rest of their lives for uh-huh. that for that service and i think the surpluses that you could create with two years of conscripts ever, like all the time that you could make so much money off that and <laughs> have, an, have enough to just give it around you know everyone gets a house it's no big deal we have lots of uh, stuff like houses we had yeah. tons of them take your pick yeah <laughs> yes housing was the other issue we were going to discuss i don't know if we got time for uh, that. probably not but anyways we're on fires here so there's not enough money yeah. there's not enough people there's not enough not enough Yep. I care? And, uh, Question mark? What? But there's not enough people in power caring? Uh, yeah, but why would they care? Like, the forest industry... It's only an environmental industry. disaster. Is the forest yeah, industry not a significant part of our GDP? Uh, I mean, across the whole... Pro- uh, bleh, across the whole country, uh, it is, yes. In Ontario specifically, uh, I don't... I don't think it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's there, certainly. We got our we got our minds. We got yeah. our minds and our tourism. Part, though, for the most part, so, we just export raw material. We don't actually like add value in the country for the most part. Mm. So it it doesn't really it's not really a boom industry for us. Forestry that is, is changing a little bit. Forestry is twenty billion dollars and one point two five percent of Canada's real gross domestic product. But I thought you had a great response there, Julie, and that the the provinces having to manage things that are just like not of their immediate interest is such an oversight. Our constitution is just <laughs> made to make like uh, 
piloting the ship of Canada to be impossible. Like, there's so many things you just can't fucking do because these really old dead white guys wanted to promise the Quebecers the, the stars and the moon mm -hmm. just so that they, uh, they keep their Roman Catholicism. They're like 30% atheist right now. And we have to keep <laughs> doing these Catholic schools around here, completely destroying my public education system for no reason. For no reason. Like, Yeah. Oh, there's a reason. What? It's to teach the youth about God. The good word of yeah. the Lord. <laughs> but there's so many things we could be doing. I bring this one, this example up too often, but whatever. We don't have a gold reserve mm -hmm. in Canada because in section 91, uh, they uh, give the powers to the feds that they have. And then in section 92, they give the, the provinces their powers. Mm -hmm. And in section 92, it says anything that is civil or uh property within the province right and the feds are only supposed to do like major commerce things and national defense basically is all they get right. and anything that wasn't enumerated at the time of 1867 so they get planes they get a, a, a uranium they get things like that nice <laughs> mm -hmm. but not the gold but the but not the gold do you know how much wealthier every canadian citizen could be if we just had a pile of gold sitting around and then we invested it all the time you know what i mean it, <laughs> That's what the Norwegians do. They have something called a sovereign wealth fund, mm -hmm. and that's uh -huh. how what floats their uh, their their high high living standard. And what they've done basically is leveraged their oil off their coast into just dumping all that money into the American stock market, and they live like kings over there, like yeah. absolute lords. Alaska does the same thing. Like, it's not a mm -hmm. it's not a crazy idea. But we can't. We're constitutionally prohibited. The Supreme Court would strike us down if we tried to put gold in a hole and just keep it there. Mm. It's nuts. It's fucking nuts. The uh, the securities laws. We can't have any laws uh, that are federal about crypto or uh, stocks and things like that just because they're not enumerated powers within the 1867 Constitution. It's just like, well... Time for a revision. Yeah, fuck those words. <laughs> but there's another thing. They did another constitution in 1982, and that's where you get all your like civil rights, your pursuit of happiness and shit like that. Mm. But they had the opportunity to use the new constitution to overwrite the old constitution, especially the shit that's fucked up like that. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, bag of worms. We ain't opening that shit. Like, <laughs> too hard. <laughs> Don't want to deal with that. Yeah, the Quebecers are actually spicy, and I'm not killing Quebecers over your want of a gold hole, Jacob. <laughs> well, hey. But yeah, the, the other side of the coin is climate change. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, Julian, in, in the last minute here of our recording, um, what's your... We're, go we're going long. What's your long-term plan to uh, save Canada? Mike to oh, face. Oh, well, I, I personally am not involved um, with saving Canada. I'm... I... Don't have any capacity in that okay. sense. Um, Are you but, part of the Democratic Socialists of Canada? Yeah, but I'm not doing anything. I just pay them dues. <laughs> oh, that's helping. I'm not participating. Yeah, I'm not. I don't have fucking. He's just a sponsor. Why do yeah. you sign up to run in where you're at? Uh, it's not time yet. <laughs> that's a great answer. I love it. Continue. <laughs> that and yeah, I don't know. Politics scares me. I don't want to talk to people. How should we put out the fires? Just should we do a rain dance? Well, what's coming is good news for Canada because uh -huh. in I think it's 2028, the wildfire satellite is going up. Okay. 
And this is, I think it's a constellation of a couple different satellites. They're all, the first satellite's purpose-built for, like, wildfire support. Uh Yeah. They're going to pass over Canada at, like, the opportune times. Like, we're being very specific. They're being very specific about uh, when and where these satellites are going to provide coverage. Okay. And, yeah, so basically, if if we just hold on for a couple more years, then we're going to start getting access to really advanced... uh, tools that will provide like real time information. Okay. We got and, a, are, are we sending up our own rockets for this or what, what's uh, the... I think I have I'm going to have to revisit the press releases, but I think they're going up on European ah, space that makes sense. rockets. I hope we're uh piggybacking off somebody else cuz there's so many satellites in space already, like you <laughs> should just be able to do it. Like You'd think it'd be pretty easy, eh? But no, it's still, it's multi-year. Like, I've I've heard a little bit about, like, some of the funding discussions that make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, they got X amount of funding, and then inflation started to spike, and they had to go back and ask for, like, another $100 million just to cover the inflation costs. Oops. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, but I, like how I, said, I would have done it is I would have appealed to uh, someone in the DOD of America, and I'd have been like, listen... We know you're watching everywhere all the time. How much do I have to give you to tell me what's going on in my own country? Right? Like, it's it's funny you say that. <laughs> uh oh, spoilers! Uh, spoilers for next episode. There, I think that has been done, and we do get some satellite product from the United States, which is nice. shocking. But there it's is... not. They're not using sensors specifically for forest fires. They're looking I for see. like oh. rocket launches. Uh, there are 5,500 satellites in space, mm-hmm. and 3,500 of them are American. Like, yeah. and they're our biggest trading partner in the world. We can't like yeah. just be like, "Yo, bro, look at our shit, please." Yeah. <laughs> like, could you have a peek? <laughs> yeah. So no, they good. do. They do support us a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Here and there. The issue is a lot of. I won't get into it. DJ, please. Um. Yeah. So your solution: just wait five years and hope we don't burn. Uh, I mean, obviously we got to do stuff in the meantime. Uh They have to do stuff in the meantime, but there is a, uh, there's cavalry on the horizon for us. Okay. Well, you heard it here, folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Oh, one more. No, I want to end on a sad note. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) you didn't hear it here, folks. You did hear it. Let's go over to Julian to end on a sad note. I I think where it's going to go in the end is like, we just cannot defend these forests. And they're all going to be meadow eventually because Jesus, if a forest burns, that's fine. Like you'll get, you know, they're fire adapted. The pine cones at the ground, they turn into trees. It's great. 10 years. But if another forest fire comes along before that stand reaches maturity and just yeah. wipes out all those new trees before they can put seeds down, mm-hmm. that's yeah. it. It just becomes meadow. Damn. And I, I think that might be in the cards for us over like the next 50 to 100 years. So we're looking at the great northern plains of the Hudson Bay. Kind of. And I think like Russia, the amoral nation that they are, uh-huh. they're just letting everything burn. Like they don't even have the manpower to fight fires. And I don't think they have the political will to because they want fucking farmland instead of forests. You know, just letting things maybe run its we course. Sh- maybe the entire strategy needs to be adjusted that we should be preserving spaces of uh, forest and then just accepting it like the Russians everywhere else. But then maybe we could make use of those grasslands. Like how many grazing animals could we support on 
huge grasslands right? like that. Right? I'm definitely with you yeah. there. I think we need to bring back nomadic culture. <laughs> Just abandon <laughs> oh, society. I am so against that, DJ. <laughs> I know. I, uh, <laughs> the, uh, I, though I would prefer living in a nomadic society like you, the... Uh, I'm actually getting stomach problems (laughs) thinking about the suffering and death of the billions of people that that would take for me to get to a nomadic lifestyle, like a sustainable one, at least. It's just the cards you're dealt. It makes makes me want to hurl thinking about all those people starving to death. Well, here's a bucket, brother. Get ready. Here's a a bucket. Get ready because summer's coming.